Hello, hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, Julie. Hi, Christine. Hello. Um, do you know that on, on Facebook, I called somebody a monomaniac? <laughs> was, it a, heard, was it a, like a weird typo or did you? No, no, it was just me. I don't know. I don't know what happened. And it, yeah, it was a new listener. And he said, I think you mean mellow maniac. <laughs> I'm like, oops. I'm so oh busy. With, I'm so busy being a mellow maniac. I don't know what to call it, but. Oh, that's funny. Um, well, they, it's good that they caught it, you know, they, because they, they're clearly in the know of what it is. So we're yeah, we must be doing something right. I think they're a fan. I think they're a real fan. Okay. I'm here for it. Um, so let's see a couple of housekeeping things. We now have a TikTok. So follow us on TikTok if you're a young person that TikToks. <laughs> um, I'm a little too old to be TikToking, but I'm doing it. I'm just, I'm doing it. Go for it. Yeah, we just gotta dive in. Yeah, yeah. Um, Facebook, email sisters at what did they mean by that.com. Listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> okay, so it's it's um it's my turn. I'm super excited. Yes, me too. I <clears throat> pardon me I'm really excited just to get your reaction like from like the first couple sentences I can't wait to like see because listeners I we can see each other even though we're not in the same room so I'm really excited just to see Julie's face when I start this <laughs> okay ready? I gotta get a game face on now Ooh, okay okay here all right the we're ready to go let's do this a long December and there's reason to believe maybe this year will be better than the last. I can't remember the last thing that you said as you were leaving. Now the days go by so fast. And it's one more day up in the canyons and it's one more night in Hollywood. If you think that I could be forgiven, I wish you would. The smell of hospitals in winter and the feeling that it's all a lot of oysters, but no pearls. All at once you look across a crowded room to see the way that light attaches to a girl. And it's one more day up in the canyons and it's one more night in Hollywood. If you think you might come to California, I think you should. I drove up to Hillside Manor sometime after 2 a.m and talked a little while about the year. I guess the winter makes you laugh a little slower, makes you talk a little lower about the things you could not show her. And it's been a long December and there's reason to believe maybe this year will be better than the last. I can't remember all the times I tried to tell myself to hold on to these moments as they pass. And it's one more day up in the canyon. And it's one more night in Hollywood. It's been so long since I've seen the ocean. I guess I should. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have goosebumps and I have a little bit of like tears in my eyes, but like joyous tears, but then also sad tears because it's one of like the most beautiful songs ever written. 
And I am just like touched to the ump's degree. And I cannot wait to know more. I, as much as I love this band and I love every single thing they've ever done. Actually, no, let me rephrase that. Everything they've ever done, August and everything after, and then nothing else. Um, <laughs> no, that's not true. We'll, we'll go down that path, but I don't really know the story of this song. I don't know the story of this song at all. I know that I, I know it word for word. So give it to me, Okay, give it well, to me. I'm so ready. All right. Let me first say for, for those that don't know, this is a song by a band called the counting crows and the counting crows put out their first album called August and everything after. And I will take this to my grave. I will, I will vow this to the end of times that August and everything after is one of the top five albums of all time. And y'all can fight me on it. I won't fight you. It is beautiful beginning to end August and everything after was counting crows first album. And it came out in 1993 and it sold 3.8 million copies just in the year, 1984, no, Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a bad song on it. It's gorgeous. I will do another Counting Crows song at some point. In fact, I, in fact, you know what? I will do the entire album of August and everything after before at some point in the podcast. I have a cat that is now climbing on Christmas presents because <laughs> I'm in the Christmas present, the place where the wrapped Christmas presents are, but let's see if we can get through this. Um, <laughs> I'm in love with the Counting Crows. Um, however, Same. this song is called Long December, and it was not on the Counting Crows first album. It was on their second album that nobody listened to, and it was called Recovering the Satellites. And um, I, I, I'm not going to say that the only thing they ever did was August and everything after. They did a bunch of other stuff later, but Recovering the Satellites was not a huge hit, but this mm-hmm. song was. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because I was going to do a different song today and I woke up this morning and was browsing on social media and somebody posted a story that said, uh, um, long December is the best holiday song of all time. Oh, so I thought, okay, what does this mean? This is a, yeah. this is potentially a holiday song. So, but let me, let me, um, ask you first just in general after mm-hmm. I read those lyrics like what do you what do you think it might be about I think that I'm, I'm going to go to like what you know kind of speak to the obvious of what it seems like because I don't know is that you know it's literally Adam Duritz the vocalist singer-songwriter I don't even know if he wrote it you're the person who he wrote did. it he did he write, did write it. it okay yes he was in a dark place and December is a, it, it was a sad month for him. It was a sad year. It was a real bad year for him. And he was heartbroken and he was in the pits of sorrow. Um, and he was like mourning the loss of something, I think, whether it be a, a relationship or a love, love interest or something. I think he was like longing for something that was gone. I think that's my take. Okay. Um, you know, that's like, that's not, that's not, you know, wildly out of left field. Yeah. Um, Adam did write this song and I'm going to quote there. There's an article on up rocks 
website, U-P-R-O-X-X. And this article is written by Stephen Hayden. And he is the one that wrote this article about how Long December is a holiday song. Mm, But he quotes a um, Rolling Stone interview where Adam said, this song was inspired by a personal story. His friend was involved in a car accident in 1995 and was forced to stay in a hospital for an extended stay. So Duritz often went to visit him during this friend's long stay. And one night after hanging out with some of his other friends that had gone to the hospital, he wrote a long December. Hmm. So that's not a big surprise. There is, you know, the line in the song that says the smell of hospital in winter. Mm-hmm. It says went up to Hillside Manor, which would be a hospital perhaps sometime after 2 a.m. And talked a little while about the year. Hmm. So, Adam had gone on to say in other interviews that he's visiting this friend in December and this guy is actually having a really bad December. Adam's actually not. I mean, Mm. he had already put out one of this top selling albums, August and everything after. I mean, he was riding high. Yeah. Um, But he, he says, um, that he is, you know, kind of talking to this friend, like, Hopefully next year will be better than this because you're in a hospital and that really sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there are some references to um, a, possibly a partner or a girlfriend or a lover, whatever, because he says, he talks about, um, you know, I wish you'd come to California. And there's, there's one theory that he's also talking about um, that time frame. you remember that time frame in like your very early twenties or from like 18 to 25, maybe mm-hmm. when people go off to college, but when everybody comes back for Christmas break, you see all your high school friends. So, and, and Duritz, Duritz is from California. So the whole line about coming back to California, I wish you would. Yeah. Okay. It's the theory. And I, I don't know that Adam ever said this himself, but it's a theory. Also is this, hey, it's that time of year where all of our friends come back. I wish you would come back. I gotcha. In okay. December, in December. Mm-hmm. Um, I found another article in Spin Magazine from that just came out on December 9th of this year. Oh, where wow. uh, somebody talks about, again, this song um, being kind of a Christmas song. And he says something that I think is really poignant about the Counting Crows. He says... Lead singer Adam Duritz had a moment as a cultural icon due to his signature jet black dreadlocks and his dancing style. By the end of my first listen to Doctor of Mr. Jones, I was hooked. The band was fun and playful in a way that grunge was not. They painted landscapes in their lyrics, crafting scenes you could place yourself in for the course of a song and live in the world of their creation. That and, and is think, so poignant. It's so perfect. I think that is really what this band does. Yeah. Um, Without a doubt. Absolutely. I've never been to Omaha, but I've been to Omaha in their song. Yeah. It's funny you I said that about Omaha because, well, first, first, um, I got a few other things I want to say about it, but Dana and I went to, um, we go every year, well, we skipped a year, but we go to this festival 
outside of Nashville called Pilgrimage Festival every year. Mm-hmm. And the Counting Crows played three years ago. And I had seen them one other time, which we can talk about. <laughs> and so Counting Crows was coming on. We saw Better Than Ezra. And then we knew that these storms were coming. So the Counting Crows come out and they um, they do Anna Begins. Mm. And then he comes out with the accordion, which is how Omaha starts. Oh my and gosh. Adam even says, you know, when we first wrote this song, um, we would have never guessed that we would have added an accordion. And actually they use an accordion in a lot of their songs. So mm-hmm. he comes out with the accordion and Omaha starts. And all of a sudden Adam is up on stage going, what? Like touching his ear thing. Oh what? no. Okay, guys, we're being told we have to stop because lightning's coming. Good night, y'all. Oh, <laughs> I know. So I heard like four bars of Omaha. Oh, and then gosh. I just like cried as we walked back in the pouring rain to our cars. The other time I saw the Counting Crows in concert. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting excited because this is funny. <laughs> was with you. Uh huh. And we had the shittiest seats in the house. We were in the last row <laughs> where we could stand up and lean against the back wall of the venue. Yeah. The American theater, American theater in St. Louis. Uh Uh-huh. And I I will always love you, Adam. Like Mm. I'm in love with you. I I will always be in love with you, but you put on the shittiest show that night. It was the worst. You, you and I were looking at each other, like what song is is that? (laughs) And we knew the entire album backwards, forwards, backwards, the whole thing. And what year was, do you think that was? I'm thinking like 2000. No, it was, um, no, I was still, I think I was still in high school. I think it was like 97. It was, so it was right after the album. Right after. Cause I know. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I, I, you know what? It might've even been 96, like maybe winter of 96. Cause I think it was either 96 or 97. Cause I know Lita was a baby. And I remember you had to, you couldn't, you were, I think you were nursing. A baby. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it would have been, it would have been the winter of 96 probably. So it was when August and everything after came out, it was like, right. Holy God. I know we were so in love with them. And I mean, I love you, Adam. I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to speculate what was wrong. (laughs) Stumbling. He didn't even remember the lyrics. He didn't sing all of the lyrics. It was horrible. It was so horrible, but we were like, I still love him. I still love this. Still love Sometimes him. that kind of stuff can really turn you off. And that's happened to me numerous times where I'm like, I never, that was so horrible. They were the worst band or whatever, but not, not with them. No way. That, oh no, there's I, nothing he could, there's nothing they could do that would make me not love them. Even if he faked his dreads anyway. So I actually saw them. I've seen them two other times. They've played downtown underneath the arch. Oh, stop it. Why wasn't I there? Didn't I, I didn't get invited. It, both of the times that they played, I mean, I knew about it anticipating, but I wasn't planning on going. Cause like, I don't remember the first time I was working. So we, I ended up going like last minute really quick and it did, it was storming that day and we weren't sure if we were going to go. So I saw him under the arch that year. This is, before, I don't know what year it was. And then again, when Zaylin, my now 10 year old was like maybe two and okay, she, so really- I have 
Yes. Why was I not at that time? I don't remember. I think that was also a last minute thing for me to go. Cause I don't know, because it was weird because I was like, I put on Facebook, anybody, anybody want to go to counting crows with me? No, you didn't. I must've been in another country or I you had to have been traveling or something. Like, I, was in an, I was on another continent or I did. You had to have been had to, but it was, that was actually the best time I've seen them. But to back to your point, when they played, when they first came out, like they, now I think that they've kind of, they actually, they've clearly gotten better because they have a live album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and it's fantastic. And they were going right. to be great at this festival, except for the storm. I mean, I could tell. Yes. Ugh. I want to tell you a couple other things real quick. So yes. he, they all became instant stars. I mean, August and everything after it came out. And I mean, they, they just exploded. Mm-hmm. And so recovering the satellites, which was their sophomore album, there's a lot of songs on the album about rock stardom, about becoming famous. Hmm. And they were conflicted about having fame. Of course, of course, a lot of the great artists of our time were very conflicted about that. And music critics would have made fun of artists who write about how hard it is to be famous. You know, like, oh, boo-hoo, you're famous. Right. You know? Wow, that's such a problem. But I think this is a funny quote because Adam said, the only way that fame affected me was my songs because I wrote about my life and my life was affected by becoming famous. And, you know, everybody hates when people write about being famous, but, you know, fuck you. I'm not (laughs) supposed to impress you with how just like, I'm sorry, I am not supposed to impress you with how just like each other we all are. That's a hard mm-hmm. sense. That's why I tripped up on it. That's a I don't have one. to impress you with just how like each other we all are. In other words, I can write about how difficult it is to be famous, damn it. Right. And I kind of love that. However, the album still was not that much of a hit. So whatever, dude. Um, yeah. So another thing. Um, okay. So this, the, um, this article that I wrote, they talk about, you know, going home for Christmas and December. So that he thinks that's how it's possibly a holiday song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he talks about the, um, music video. Now, can you picture the music? Uh, video? Oh yeah. I, I see it almost clear as day girl. Here's okay. Here's what I have to say about the music video. I have to say about the music video why didn't it end with Adam and Courtney Cox making out? It didn't, did it? No, it's all I wanted. They're the never whole, even in the same. No, they're never in the same space. Right. The, the video is her like dressed, like kind of like, like in a masculine, like in jeans and like a blazer is kind of like has this little dykey feel to it that I really yeah. love. And He's like in the woods and it's snowing and he's playing the piano in the woods. And then there's all these little snippets of photographs. Like she's looking at a photo of him, looking at a photo of her, you know, whatevs. Yeah. And then she's like ripping up the paper after she writes him a letter. <laughs> and the whole time I'm watching the video, I, I watched it today many times. I was like, oh my God, you guys are so hot. Both of you are so hot. <laughs> Will you please just make out with each other before this video is over? Right. And they don't. They don't. Need, they're never in the same space. No, never. And that's a real bummer. It's, it's a, real a bummer. major bummer. They dated. 
I'm right? just going to say, I, I meant to research this because, I mean, did he date all kinds of famous women? I mean, he dated Jennifer Aniston. Oh, he did? Didn't he? Am I-, I thought he just dated Courtney Cox. I didn't know about Jennifer. Oh, gosh. I, I'm going to be embarrassed if I make up like celebrity gossip. That's not true. <gasps> well, who cares? I think he did. Okay. All right. I mean, should I Google it while we're talking about it? No, no, we're just going to be, we're just going to be, uh, we're just going to be clueless wonders. <laughs> I want to say this. There's also, there was a lit, there were some quotes at the end of this article of, of things that people said about this song. And I just want to, thinking of it as a holiday song, I just want to read some of these to you. Okay. Um, someone said, the song came on and I just started bawling, crying and not being able to stop. When I listen to it now, I think it really encapsulated that feeling that life wasn't going to turn out the way I wanted. One of those pivotal moments in your life when your body realizes something before your mind does. I'm always thankful for that song for that. Wow. Yeah. Um, someone else said, it's like the perfect distillation of that feeling. When you're at a holiday party and you're so sad and lonely, but you're trying to pretend like you're having a good time. <laughs> and then uh, I guess there's, a, I don't know if this is a podcast or what it is or a radio show, but there's something called bandsplain, like mansplain, but with band. Bands. Oh, I've never heard of that. And the host, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. The host um, said this. The thing about Long December is that it is absolutely a fucking holiday song. People who say it's not are lying. The thing is, though, it's the inverse of a normal holiday song in which usually the music is often cheery and joyful, but the actual song makes you feel very depressed. However, with this song, the music is bittersweet and sad, but the message is one of hope. It has been a long December, and there is a reason to believe that maybe this year will be better than the last. He might be forgiven. She might come to California. I think she should. Additionally, it is a quintessential LA song that belongs in the canyons of Los Angeles. It's one more day up in the canyons. It is simply the canyon of the soul. And of course, it is one more day in Hollywood. Tinseltown, baby. This song has everything, sorrow, dreams, aspirations, love, loss, weather, <laughs> commentary on the nature of life. It is a perfect song. That's, I mean, that's a mic drop right there. Like I couldn't have said it better. Can, we, can you, can you go? I just dropped my mic. You hit the microphone. Does it make that? Well, I guess we'll see. No, it is. It's absolutely, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's stunning. You know, it starts out with that little piano. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's a beautiful song. And I, I so, it out. you know, so I'm not necessarily saying this is a Christmas song, but people are calling it a holiday song. Holiday. I could go with that. Yeah. Yeah. We're recording this today on December 16th, I think is today. Um, yes. I think it's very fitting in COVID. I don't know that it's been a long December, but it's been a long bunch of Decembers. Yes. You know? So true. It like really think, has been. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's reason to believe that maybe this coming year will be better than the last. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we've got vaccinated or 
we're not, but you know, I mean, there's hope there's hope, right? There's major hope. And I think we're all going to see the ocean. You know, we need to, it's been a while since we've all seen the ocean, you know, us in the middle of Middle yeah, the- and he says, I think I should. It's been so long since I've seen the ocean. I guess I should. I guess I should. Yeah. I mean, I think that and even his think- most, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just have to say this. If you think I could be forgiven, I wish you would. I, I know. Mean- I mean, it, it applies to any single person in any life situation, always and forever. No matter what you're going through in your life, no matter what time frame, anything, you listen to that song and it'll, and it'll be like, this song is speaking to me two years later in the middle of January, the song will speak to you. You're chilling on the beach in July. And you're like, oh, it's touching. Like the song is timeless. It always has resonates. I don't know anybody that it doesn't resonate with unless they haven't heard it. But once you hear it, you're just, it's just like, I think that's right. And I just speaks. Yeah. And I, I think that that's kind of the magic of this band. Yes. Because I, there is not another album that I will listen to the entire thing song after song for 25 years. Yeah. I, yeah. When you put a number on it, that's, that is even more compelling. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, this came, 25 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. That's so true. Right. Right. This, I mean, this song came out, right. It might, didn't, didn't I say 96 or 95? Um, I thought you said 93. Maybe that's not right. I don't know. No, August and everything after came out in 93. This song came out in December of 96. Okay. Okay. And Lita was Lita. That's my daughter. She was born in 96. She's 25. It's 25 years old. Yeah. And I listened to it and you're right. It has like a new meaning every time. It really does. I'll, I'll, I mean, every single song by them for me that I have a fondness for, I'll, I'll listen to it. And I'm like, Oh, I never caught that part of it. Or, Oh God, that means something different to me now. But you know, because they're stupid, um, accidentally in love. Yeah. Yeah. Which was on the Shrek soundtrack. Yeah. That was a mistake. I mean, they probably made bank. It's okay, guys. Sorry. No shade, but yeah, that was, that wasn't, but then they did that really lovely song. Um, colorblind that was on the cruel intentions soundtrack you guys i need to just admit something to you um Uh-oh. i have been listening to colorblind on repeat <laughs> for probably the last four weeks oh my god in the morning now i've i've actually pulled away from it oh that's not true today i listened to it twice okay um <laughs> i'm still doing it um and we i think we need to feature that song at some point I, I think we, yeah. listen, listen, you know what I thought about today? We are making a podcast that will never, ever, ever be short on content. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, songs like really endless. We're not, and we're not limiting them. I mean, mm-hmm. so far, the three songs that we've done so far are maybe you could call, find them sort of in the same genre. Not really, not really, but we can do an incredible range and, mm-hmm. and because of that, and because of how, um, completely obsessed I am with making this podcast, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I might be doing it by myself. You may get tired of it, but we could do no. every, we could do every, um, song on August and everything after, and we can do colorblind. 
because right. possibly we could easily do. I yeah. guess the question though, too, is um, how, I mean, he, Adam Duritz, I think is a poet in his own mind. Like, I think he is absolutely brilliant. Um, the story behind so much of them. So when August and everything after came out, I don't, I don't really remember what the holiday was, but you sent me a birthday, a card. You were away at college and I was home and you sent me a card. And on the outside, it says a sister is the sweetest is the best kind of friend or the sweetest kind of friend. And on the inside, it said a forever kind. And you wrote the lyrics to Mr. Jones. And I think well, I wouldn't have been in college. You were living oh, away I college. I graduated from college in 1994. It was and, when August. This yes. Album, this album came out in 93. Yeah. And I think I either had the album, you bought it for me or something or of the like, where am I going with this? Shoot. I lost my train of thought, but it, it, it like, I just, I could go on forever about every song, but where are, the, are there really that many? Okay. Yeah. There's amazing songs, but are there really compelling backstories to them? Like, is there really, a, yeah, all well, of I, stuff? I, I've never dove, in, dove into it. Well, full disclosure, I was going <clears> to <throat> do Mr. Jones. Okay. Until actually it was between that and another one. And I just this morning decided to do long December instead because it had a Christmas theme. So I know the backstory oh. of Mr. Jones. Got it. Okay. That makes but sense. That'll be for another time. Yes. Okay. That'll be for another time. Um, you made me think of something else. And now I don't know. Um, okay. I don't think there's a bathroom on the right in this song. No. Oh, and I think that's another really good thing to point out about them. It, I know all the lyrics and I get them all right because he sings them very clearly. Unlike when there he does. There are no misunderstood lyrics with the Counting Crows. There really isn't. No. Oh, uh-uh. I know what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I know what I was going to say. Yes. The album cover of mm. August and Everything After, you know, it's orange mm-hmm. and it has writing on it. And the writing is the lyrics to the song August and Everything After, mm-hmm. which they didn't release until 2019. So they wrote a song called August and Everything After and then just buried it. And I did not have I didn't know that before today. But yeah, the actual um, August and Everything After, that, yeah, that's where that comes from. I didn't and know that that wasn't, I knew that it was a lyric of theirs or it was their writing, but I didn't know that the song was never released until 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I got that right. That's, that that's is wild. My notes. I know. Isn't that crazy? That and I really never crazy. really thought about what was on the album cover, but yeah. That's kind of what inspired me to, to do the lyric, the random lyrics in the background of our logo was that album <gasps> Ooh. was the, the front. I was like the, the writing, you know, like, that's cool. Like it, you know, I'm, it just, yes, totally. It just spoke I'm, to me. I'm really curious. Dana, before she met me and I, I gave her a new, look at the counting crows i guess i don't know or i just made her listen to it over and over again <laughs> she put it in the same category as like matchbox 20 and like mm-hmm. kind of lame no shade matchbox 20 but she was like i had i i heard like mr jones and thought that they were just like you know kind of cheesy never listened to the album always really like, yeah she was like I, I never liked the counting crows but her favorite performer her band is Oasis. She never put them in the same category together. 
Oh no, that's a really good point. Sorry, Dana, no shade, but I would, I would put Oasis in that. I mean, never mind the British aspect, <clears throat> excuse me, but I would put yeah, Oasis yeah, music. Yeah. Musically, I guess they're not that. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Ooh, she, we'd have to get, she would probably put you in your place for that. Sorry, Dana. No I mean, shame. I, I don't, but her, her description of counting crows was what like lame. And what was she, what were you saying that she described counting crows as, is like poppy lame or something. Yeah. Poppy. Like who else was like matchbox 20? I don't know. Like, um, Duncan Sheik. Yes. I love him. Um, the fray. I love the fray. The fray. You know how much I love vertical the horizon. Oh God. I'm doing some fray song. I don't care what anybody says. There's certain things that I, that I just, I just love them. I don't care. But no, I wonder if there's any, I wonder like if the Jeff Kiefer's of the world, that's our brother. Who's a <laughs> definitely a melomaniac without a doubt. I wonder what his take would be of the counting crows and this album or other people that are real, like really good at, at music critique. You know, I have a quite the vast collection of old spin and Rolling Stone magazines, and I technically should be using those for inspo, but they're in my basement in a giant Rubbermaid and I'm, I haven't opened it in probably five years. I'm slightly scared of spiders, but anyway, there's a lot of in there and Rolling Stone and spin every once in a while, we'll do an ep like a, not an episode, a issue what of. Called? What are magazines called? What are magazines called? What what was the name of the issue? What issue was it? Issue. Issue magazine. There's some readers that are probably like, what's a magazine? Yeah. Um, where they would do, you know, you know, Rolling Stones top 50 albums of all time. And I have recollection of like, I can I can name which ones are always in the top five, but like um Nevermind by Nirvana, one of Fleetwood Mac's albums. I know um, August and everything after, I don't know if it's been in the top 10, but I know it's, it's always been on that list since it's come out. Well, so I know I that know. like music critics are along for the ride with us on that, that it is one of the greatest albums. I am sure that I read that Mr. Jones is one, one of the top 500 songs of all time. Yes. That, I, yeah. that, that makes I mean, a lot that's, of sense too. 500 is kind of a lot, but actually still, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big deal. But yeah, I want to know if like real hardcore music fans, what they think of the Counting Crows and this album. But- I would like to know, yeah, like a, a, a genuine, di- like someone who's a genuine music to dissect the album just at like, an un- like, just like at the core, at the face value, because what we love about it other than it's just beautiful music is like, it's like resonates with us and it touches us and da, 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 da. And we have these experiences and these memories, but someone that is, yeah. What do you honestly wholeheartedly think of the album? I, I would love to, yes, we need to reach out to our peeps. You guys, well, we're going to see them. We're going to see some of our peeps on Christmas. We are going to see some of our people to ask them, ask Jeff. Yeah. And I'm curious to know of people that are, I, I mean, of course our generation, um, but people a little bit younger than us, like maybe people in their twenties, like, have they heard it? Do they know it? Is there anything that. So my assistant at the office is 20 and mm-hmm. she's been helping me with the TikTok. <laughs> and um, when she came in today, she did, I was, she knows about the podcast. She does. She did not know who the counting crows were. And I had to play Mr. Jones for her mm. and 
a little, you know, halfway in, she's like, I think I know this song. And that kind of blew me away. A 20 year old did not know it. Interesting. My children who are 25 and 23, I don't know if they just know it because of me Mm -hmm. or if you're average 20 something. Sure. Everybody knows Mr. Jones. I couldn't believe my assistant didn't even know. Yeah, that's shocking. Or, um, any, or long December or colorblind. No, or they, well, they probably know the Joni Mitchell cover that they did. They did. Oh, the, yeah. Um, paved in the parking lot or what's it yeah, called? Yeah. Paved paradise to put up a parking lot. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I like that. I liked their cover of that. Also, I just want to say that thank you for, I love that nobody from what I know of has covered any Counting Crow songs because when you're a real diehard fan of something, you like want to keep the magic of it alive and you don't want anybody to change it. That's kind of how I feel about Mary Poppins. So when they made a new Mary Poppins, I was like, what's going to happen? I am glad I have not heard any covers of any Counting Crow songs. And I'm because they're perfect. I don't want anybody else to, to sing them. That's a good point. That's a good right? point. I'm sure somebody has, but that, yeah, nothing that's got, gotten any real yeah. popularity. I've never seen anybody like cover them when I go to see them in like any concert. Like, hey guys, we're going to do a cover real quick. We're going to do this one song by Counting Crows. I've never heard it. So. That's something there. to snack on too. That is. Because you know? last song that we did was a song that had a cover, which we might actually right. end up, we might actually switch the order of when they come out. So we should probably not talk about that one. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. It's coming. It already came out. I am. It already came out. Clearly, I am like. It's already out. It's already out. Yeah. So fans, <laughs> fans, I'm just calling fans. it. Fans. Anyway, I'm, I'm maniacs. maniacs. We have decided to be twice a week. We have. Yep. And so we're going to release on Mondays and Thursdays. And so um, Mad World by Tears for Fears was released on Thursday. And this one we're going to have to talk about. We're not sure exactly when this one will be released, but it doesn't matter. Once you hear it, it will be released. Right. <laughs> See, see, I think that we're new enough at this that like we're we're kind of like in this time warp while we're doing this. It feels like you're in a time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing this before anybody hears it, but and then you don't know what I'm about to do. But as soon (laughs) as we're done with this, now you know. (laughs) They don't know, but people I know know, but people I don't know don't know. Oh man, I I just need I just ended on that. We should have. Oh man. No, I mean right now we should end it on me saying what they don't know, don't know. People I don't know don't know. People I don't know don't know. Am I stopping recording now? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Before you stop, yeah, I want to do just one thing. We I would like to do a shout out. Mm -hmm. Um, A very dear friend of mine has a YouTube channel which is hilarious and it is called aunt tracy says so it's very tracy funny why aunt tracy says so she does some really funny content she is wickedly smart she's also an artist and she is also um started a lgbt slash trans mid Missouri group, which she talks about on her pod or, uh, on her, um, YouTube channel. So I want to give a shout out. That's aunt Tracy says so on YouTube. Hilarious. You won't be disappointed. And having said that, I think it'd be great if there were other podcasters, YouTubers, 
maybe local artists of some sort mm-hmm. um, that would like us to plug them. Maybe um, let us know. Absolutely. She is a, you know, somebody that's trying to really create an audience for herself on YouTube. We're trying to create an audience here on the podcast webs, worlds, platforms. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Issues. <laughs> Issues. Is this an issue? Episode. This- episode. Episode. Issue number. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's and- so saturated. Everything is so saturated. There's so yes. much. But, uh, you know what I don't think is saturated? You know what I'm going to tell you right now is not, is not saturated? What's that? The analyzing of music lyrics. Oh, yeah. No. It's not saturated. I agree. We're it's not even time. saturated that like you have to really dive in to find out to look for information about a song like some songs I really want to do but I'm like I can't find anything on it no, none of the none of the artists are even no, no you can't talk about it nobody's ever interviewed them about it maybe you need to go to the library and look it up on microfiche <laughs> <laughs> do I need to use the Dewey Decimal System yeah Okay. Dewey Decimal and microfiche. Not microfilm, microfiche. <laughs> okay. Um, so give us your feedback. Give us some, yeah. And if you want to shoot us an email and give us your your take on August, August and everything after, sisters at what yeah. did they mean by that dot com. Yeah. You know, tell us, tell us where you were when you first heard Mr. Jones. Five stars. Give us five stars. And write us a review. Write us a review and tell your friends and all that fun stuff. And And view us on the TikToks. Yes. View us on the talk. Christine is making um, kind of special little videos on the TikToks. So go find it. She's rather funny. So it's going to be fun. You're going to enjoy it. We're trying. trying. One, One thing at a time. So on that note, it has been a long December and we hope that everyone has a lovely lovely holiday we anticipate yes. two episodes before the holiday before christmas so we're going to say happy holidays merry christmas and happy kwanzaa happy hanukkah all those fun things twice we we'll say them twice for the holiday consider that the first time that's the first time so thanks everyone i think we're out we're out bye-bye good night bye maniacs